Brothers and sisters of the barbecue world, Cowboy Kev here welcoming you to another episode of Man Meat Barbecue with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly sponsored by Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you're looking for a new seasoning, head over to fireandsmokebbq.com. We ship nationwide or pick up a catering menu for those of you in the Chicago area. Also brought to you by Myron Mixon Smokers. If you're a caterer competition or just a backyard cooker, we have the smoker for you. Go check them out at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And now, here is your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? So we are hanging out with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Kevin Coleman. We've been on the show before. Um, if you don't know who he is, you're living under a rock in the barbecue world. But he is the man that is the head grill master at Weber. That's right. We said Weber. One of the, I mean, you guys are the biggest, almost the biggest brand name on the planet in barbecue. I don't know that there's any bigger name when you think barbecue than, than Weber. I mean, I'd like to think so. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a global brand. I mean, the you know, funny thing about Weber is even if you don't have a Weber, you know what Weber People are like, oh, no, I, I got a Weber. It's like, I don't think we have a five-burner grill, but I'll <laughs> – okay, it's a Weber today. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those – because we've been around almost now 70 years, it's, it's just become synonymous in the backyard. And it um, continues to provide great memories in the backyard just like it started with you. So Exactly. I mean, there's so many great things. You got, you got your Weber kettle – um, that I think most people like to start on because it's it's a little bit more affordable um, than than they than they start to play around with the Smoky Mountain. They kind of move it, move into that little start realm. graduating up. Yeah. They start graduating. The addiction starts to grow. <laughs> Grills start to pile up. <laughs> the graveyard, as some would say. <laughs> but hey, it, it happens, right? Um, but you, I, I think the biggest thing that the reason I moved from you know a kettle was. I was trying to smoke everything on a kettle and eventually real estate becomes an issue, right? You, you start to look at, um, real estate and you're like, okay, well this brisket can only fit on half a kettle. I got to put a piece of wood to kind of raise it up. Yeah. It looks a little awkward. Yeah. So you you need to start getting yourself up to a bigger model. You start getting it back. You start, you start moving to a different model. Uh, I mean, there is the ranch kettle if you want to go that route. Uh, I don't think very many people, backyard people go that route. Uh, there are a few, but I mean, that thing is a monster. Uh, I've cooked on that. That thing is definitely a monster. It's fantastic. But I think s- people start to look at that Smoky Mountain because then, then you do get those two grates. You get a ton of room. Yeah, I think it's it's also like the ease of use. Like you could do all that stuff on a ranch, oh, yeah. but you're still tending to the fire. You're still adding coal throughout the time. Yeah. And I think part of it just with the way that Eric Slosser designed that WSM, it was just meant for... Ease of use, right? Yeah. Put your fuel in it. You get the same setup each time. It holds temperatures over time, even in the cold weather. Simple, easy to use. Um, And the results are, you know, from a competition side, you can win them. From a backyard side, you can cook some great barbecue and keep it easy. And I think that's where, just industry-wise, you're seeing more technology and you're seeing more uh, pellet cookers and other things because people are just looking in for the convenience of it. Yeah. And also just, I mean, you, you have a daughter. I have two. Yep. Like, Females are getting more into pellet cooking because it's easier. There's not yeah. fire. There's not tank. There's not all those things that really go on when you're messing with charcoal with gas. And so yeah. we're finding more of them getting into that, which is great because I think if, if we're just cooking barbecue, everybody's winning, right? Yeah, I mean that that's the end of the game, right? Is is getting the uh, 
getting barbecue on the table and, and starting that slow little addiction. Good, good barbecue <laughs> on the table, yes. Good barbecue, and then getting that addiction of being like, hey, I want to, I want to see if I can get my skills better, sharp, you know, hone, hone my skills a little bit more, and and then start playing with it. And I, I think what what pellet cookers do, and uh, you know, you know my my feelings of pellet cookers. Sometimes they're they're outdoor crockpots, but uh, I think some. What, some what what I think a lot of them are starting to do. Is they're becoming, and I'm going to call it the gateway drug to barbecue, right? It's, I don't know how to barbecue. I'm going to purchase this tool, and then I'm going to figure out how to use it. And then once they start figuring out how to use it, then then the, then the bug really bites them, and they're, they're, they start looking at other grills online. They start looking at other cookers, and they're like, man, well, I wonder if I, you know... If I bought, I want to cheat on my grill that I yeah, have. And I, might, the, uh, I, I might buy. Maybe I'll buy. Maybe I'll buy a WSM. Maybe I'll buy that. And then, in the WSM, uh, it's like, okay, cool. Well, well, it has a little, it cooks a little different because as a water pan, do I use the water pan? Do I not? Some people, you yeah. know, have that like weirdness. I've actually seen some guys that have been taking them, taking the water pans out and taking that bottom rack out and almost using it like, like an drum. ugly drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, you got the best of both worlds because if you want to, I mean, those, those racks never go away. You could you throw that water pan back in, and then now you're cooking on a water pan. It doesn't matter. It's but, I mean, it's got a lot of versatility for sure. And I think that's when you when you look at the, the pellet side of things. You can still cook great barbecue, and I think that's part of like, like for me, it wasn't like I had a father that taught me how to he taught me about Weber. He taught me how to cook on, yeah. on on a Weber, working at Weber. But it wasn't like I'm from this lineage of. Of people that like, oh, you're generationally passing it down and passing it down. Yeah. And I think what makes pellet cooking so appealing appealing and easy for people is it is just a set it and forget it kind of cooker, right? And yeah. you look at that industry more than anywhere else where you're seeing way more technology built into it. And partially that's just because you plug it in. Like there was so, such a taboo before. Source. Like, oh, you don't plug anything in. I don't – gas grills don't have electricity on them and charcoal grills don't have electricity yeah. on them. And so that was the big holdup is like – no one wants to plug it in. Well, now we're finding people will plug it in, especially with the electronics and you know being able to turn it up and turn it down and monitor food. And t- now I will say I, I got to see the uh, the smoke fire, which is from Weber, um, and you guys have a very easy interface to deal with. Um, it's much easier than a lot of the other pellet cookers that are on the market. Uh, it makes your life a little <laughs> easier, easier, which when, is good when you're trying to be like. What is C3? I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> Stop hitting the button. <laughs> so the, the the interface is beautiful. I mean, the cooker the cooker is built very nicely. It's very much of a Weber elegance about it. Um, and when I say Weber elegance, I think I think you guys have this like that porcelain enamel. Like when you see that, you think Weber. Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, it's got. The thing I saw the first time I, I went to our R&D lab, I brought my, my youngest daughter, Maddie, with me. Yeah. We're looking at him, and I'm like, Maddie, what do you think? And she's like, man, this is a beautiful a beautiful grill. And see, so you know what? She'll tell you the truth because those will. are the truth ones. Trust the little me, ones will. are the truth ones because, <laughs> like, you know, adults will be like, well, it's really nice. But then what they mean is like, mm, it's nice, and I, I don't give a shit. And then the it's kids are like. like your food sometimes, yeah. right? I mean, it's like, yeah, it was good, but yeah. we're not going back over there for barbecue. Exactly. But, and then you get, like, the kid the kid will eat it, and they're like, this is fantastic. Or I didn't like it. Yes. Perfect. We, we are creating barbecue snobs in our house, Mikey, and that's never a good thing. It's never a good thing until they get to the point where you know what? You think you can do better? Get Here we go. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's start cooking. Let's see how much you've learned. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 a 
the, the porcelain enamel I love because of black. It just pops. That liquid glass finish. It has that same yes. kind of chrome look down the sides like our Genesis and some yeah. have. Um, I think the, the grease management is very similar to other things. There's a lot of that componentry that... Or that you guys did a good job. Yeah. That you guys yeah, did a really good job. I mean, it's just, it's just a beautiful cooker. The size of them is fantastic. The 24 and 36. And... <laughs> And you, you did say that you said flavor flavor bars. Now that's something that most of the pellet world doesn't know, doesn't see. So I do want to talk a little bit about that before we get into other cookers and stuff. But um, when when we got to see them, if you look, if you open a, any any uh, Weber gas grill, you're going to see those flavor bars, yeah. right? Um, and it's get most people were like, "What do you mean flavor? What do you mean there's flavor bars in a pellet?" And I think that's that confused the hell out of. A lot of people that I've talked to that I'm like, no, no, no it's different. Like, but what people that just saw pictures of it, you know, it's, it's hard to envision something when you see you see a photograph of it yeah. and you're like, okay, cool, that looks really, really cool. But how do we tie this into what we're doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. How does that how does that translate into cooking, right? And when we got to cook on it, it tra- it translates very well. <laughs> uh, we like to think so. You know, I think it I think it translated very well. But it's something that's new to that pellet world, because most of that pellet world is just used to that sheet pan almost yeah. underneath it. And that's something that you know when when we started looking at this like two years ago, for like a good six or nine months, I pretty much had every pellet grill that is out there in my backyard cooking on, understanding our team. <clears throat> we would rotate down to the houses, and it was a great learning experience just to see how people create mouse traps and how they create theirs. Yeah, um, and that's where for us it was one of those having that sheet pan that goes across the top, right? If the unit doesn't get hot enough, problem is you can't sear. If it doesn't get hot enough, it doesn't burn off all the stuff that's on that pan. So you start getting, you know, the nice thing about the flavorizer bars is it knocks all the grease and ash it, down. It, yeah, it releases. But it, yeah. allows, it allows the, the flavor particles and food to fall down. So you're not getting the same flavor of the food you cooked last time that didn't burn off of the pan, right? Yeah. And for us, like usually the reason why they have those long pans on the inside is because the auger is running, you know, from left to right all the way down to the hot pot on the other side. Yeah. But from a performance standpoint, the longer that auger is, the longer it's going to take for that unit to heat up and get up to the temperatures you need. So we went on the short side so you can heat up faster. Also want the flavorizer bar so we don't have to worry about food not tasting the way it's supposed to or yeah. having some grease fires or other things that occur. And you guys have a gravity drop in yours too, so it's not there's no burn back. There's no there's none of that. You can't really I mean it did drop basically it drops the pellet in gra- gravity does the rest. <laughs> we, we, there's a lot of science built into yeah. this. Yes, there is. And and for the most part, I mean the thing I love about that grill, just like I love about the WSMs, the kettles, the gas yeah. grills, the, the electric grills we have, it performs like a Weber and it gives you food like you would find off of a Weber. And that's important, I think, for our DNA is to always make sure that even if when we're creating products, it's not always about the look, the feel. You get all past that, it has to have the performance, right? Yeah. And the briskets that come off of there are fantastic. The ribs, the shoulders, everything else comes off fantastic. What was Stays. your most, most nervous part about putting this cooker up? When you, were, when you guys were doing it and you were like, man, like was there ever a point where you were like... I really hope we get this right. Well, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> there's always there's always that, right? Well, I mean, you're you're cooking, and there was times that like, you know, the, the first one I had was a skeleton one, so it does. It, I mean, it <laughs> looks similar to what you have now, but features were different. Yeah, so you get you get at times hypercritical with it because you know if you come out with a great grill, just like the Summit Charcoal, right? Yep. You come out with a great grill that people are going to use. 
that's the part that you chase, right? That's what we've always chased is creating that great growth for somebody cooking in the backyard. And so the nervous part was like, you have a little bit of a hiccup here, a little bit of hiccup here, a little bit of hiccup here, because you're, we're constantly learning. It was just, we had a, we had a great team of people at Weber on the R and D side and the product management side that we spent so much time working together on it that those apprehensions at the beginning quickly faded to like the giddiness of like, man, I think we got it. I right. think I think we're hitting it. We're hitting it now. <laughs> we're hitting stride. Yeah. And man, once once that happened, it was like uh, the enjoyment of it. And that's what I, I found funny about it. I cooked eight nine hundred hours on mine, right? But the gravity I had towards it of me wanting to cook, it was like I took a step back and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm cooking this much and this often. It made me want to cook more. Which okay. I mean, we cook all the time as yeah. it is. But to spend that much time on one, on one, and just keep cooking and enjoying it, yeah, that was something that I was like, man, this 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 has got a gravitational force to it. That once I, I know if I'm doing it, somebody are, else, yeah, they're going to have going to be pulled to you it. You got it, you got it, and that that's that's really the uh, the biggest thing, right? And then obviously the the smoke fire is being released worldwide. It's not just a U.S. release, correct? Um, you guys are going you going worldwide with worldwide it. worldwide with it. You got it. Now, do you, you feel that it's going to how do you feel like it's going to impact the market outside the US because i think like the, i think the market outside the US is almost becoming bigger than the market inside the US currently for barbecue so many more people are wanting that that american barbecue product and result yeah. and flavor well I, th- I think globally you're going to see it have a pretty big impact you know the the fun part about life when you take a step back and you look at yeah. whatever right like We've paved the way for a lot of barbecue brands, a lot of barbecue people. Absolutely. Because of the products that we made, right? Yeah. And so there's runways out there for many people to have. Yeah. We weren't necessarily landing planes on the runway of Pellet, right? And so now you've had this pent-up demand of when is Weber coming out, when is Weber coming out with one. And now that we've delivered on it and sent it out globally, you're seeing a level of excitement that we haven't seen in a while because now people have another option. They're just yeah. not stuck with, well, I have to go this route. Right? I have to get this. And it's, and, it's, yeah. and, it's, and it's a Weber. It's got the name. It's got the performance. It's got all the feature benefits that it has, including the Wi-Fi and the technology on it, that people like globally are extremely excited. And, and you're right with Europe. And, I, and I, we've talked about it. I think barbecue is our country's cuisine. I think yeah. you know when people think about food here, I think barbecue definitely comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. And they want that flavor and smoke and all the other fun things that go around with it and with the pellet side with it burning and having smoke constantly coming out of it some little more than others depending on temperature rates you get that same kind of american style barbecue experience and it's very similar to what you would have on another weber grill so that's where for us it's just it's going to go gangbusters it's going and and then obviously i'm going to try remembering this and you'll you'll correct me because i know i'm going to get it wrong uh you guys did Four different types of pellets for it, right? If I'm not wrong, there's the Pitmaster Special, there's Hickory, there's Cherry, and there's Apple. Am I... And Mesquite. And Mesquite. See, I told you I was going to get I was going to oh, get it wrong. You were close. I, I was trying to picture the bags, and I'm like, I'm picturing these bags, and I'm like, okay, hold on. I know I'm... I, well, I know Mike, you got to understand. I'm, I'm flattered that you remembered four out of five. I know <laughs> how much stuff you're doing and how many cookers you cook on. So for you to remember four out of five, man, we're winning today. We are yeah, winning. I, I, I could not... I, I didn't... I couldn't remember if you guys did Mesquite or not. Um, just because mesquite tends to be a, a harder smoke, and sometimes people tend to steer away from it just because of the the flavor profile. Now, are you guys going to be getting into more 
Or is that going to be for right now? Are you guys just thinking like, listen, let's stick with those core flavors because I mean, right now you could take a bag of cherry and you could take a bag of apple. You could mix those things. You get a beautiful apple cherry blend. Um, I know that the, the Pitmaster blend that you guys have mixes a couple of those, and you you already have that pre mixed. But say you want to do you know forty percent apple, forty percent cherry, uh, you're able to do that by yourself at home and you don't have Correct. to I mean you, 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 you can and... you can definitely make custom blends which I think is something that people don't necessarily think about they're like oh it's only his apple but you can customize yeah. a lot of that stuff and there's when you look at the pellet industry and category it's 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 grown substantially right yes, and you absolutely. start and you start to see different flavors out there of pellets so could I taking my Weber hat off and say would, would I see us going into other things I could see us eventually doing yeah. that especially with the amount that the pellet category is taken off. And when you look at, you know, the, the technology of these things, they run more efficient. They give you great flavor. So it's going to force a little bit more innovation on, is it the pellets? Is it the technology? So when it comes to innovation, the pellet side has a lot of runway there because of the amount of fuels that you can buy. Right. And that's where I yeah. think is going to be fun is seeing how do you mix those? Cause you see it at the wood side, cause you have, the yeah. traditional woods, and you yeah. have like the Jack Daniels barrel chips. Of you, you course, know, like, yeah. so you could eventually see, I'm sure, some of that filtering back into the pellet side because it's just continually growing as a category, right? I mean, it kind of has to, right? I would hope so. I mean, yeah. I, I want some funky flavors myself. <laughs> so, I mean, you start seeing some of those, you know, crazy, crazy things because I think that might be one of the one of the things that I look at when I when I look at pellet smokers is sometimes people don't have the as many options, right? Because you don't have, you know all those crazy, you know, you don't have great boy. You don't have, you know, different things that you, you have when you're cooking in, in a, in a WSM. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got charcoal and then I can throw whatever flavor wood I want to t- on top of it yep. for it to, to smoke out for me. And I think that's, what's cool. Um, but I mean, like we said, the smoke fire, I mean, it's a beautiful cooker. The thing does, it cooks well. I, I, I will say this out loud in public. I cooked on one. <laughs> It's the first ever. I mean, it's not the first ever pellet smoker I've cooked on, but it's the first one that I actually liked cooking on. Uh, and we actually have proof because there's proof up there's on proof. our Instagram. There's photos. proof. We got a beautiful picture of you seasoning some steaks. So. There, there's proof. There's proof. No, no. That that um, I was actually surprised at the sear we got out of that. I won't lie because we we've tried. I, I, we obviously there's so many other pellet cookers that say we, we sear, we sear. Put this utensil in to sear, and it's like yeah. you know, like with you guys. I mean, you guys, we got flame. Well, you you have you have flame very similar to what you'd see on a gas grill. Very again, when it when you talk yep. about performance of that unit, it is similar it performs across the line, and that's where I love the six hundred degrees. Like when you get it up that high, it gives you that restaurant quality sear that you won't find that I haven't really found on any other pellet cooker, especially no. at that price point and at that price side. But to be able to go six hundred degrees, to be able to turn it down to two hundred twenty five degrees, yep. to be able to smoke roast. And everything else on there is yeah. The versatility is awesome, but again, that goes back into the short gravity feed fed auger that is going it, straight down the center because instead of it carrying it for so long down the unit and trying to get there, yeah, it, it allows us to, to get up running faster and also higher temperatures this year, which is good for us. And we, I mean, we got to do some fun stuff. We got to cook on it. Uh, we got to eat some of your brisket off of it. Uh, you guys had some pork belly burn ends off of it. Uh, 
Some deep to Chicago Some style pizza. Style That's good. Pizza. People are putting brisket yeah. on. I don't know where that came from, but it was I mean, a good was, idea then. I think that was Shannon. <laughs> that was Shannon. Shannon was the one that started that trend, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then everyone else was like, you know what? That's a fantastic That's a great idea. idea. Take, just, doesn't have sauces. Just, just, just put just brisket. Put, just put it together. It's fine. So, Lou Malnati's also a thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they need to incorporate that into their... Could be something we could partner on. You know, you know, a little bit of Weber brisket. Illuminati's pizzas. I'm sure that would that'd be a big hit, big trend. I, I think I think if they got a barbecue, if they got chicken, if they have a barbecue chicken pizza, we can definitely do a brisket. Yeah, pizza. yeah, I think it's definitely definitely something that's doable. Uh, but I mean that that was a great night having having fun with meeting a bunch of people. Uh, I know me and Harry Sue got to talk a little bit about about it. We were we were kind of breaking down the unit, and he's like, "Man, he's like, it feels really nice." And that's one of the the, the things that we were talking about that you're talking about about the build is it feels. The open and close feels nice, which I know that's not like the end all be all of a cooker, but when it feels, I mean, I think that draws you a little bit in, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's if, if it feels it's your good. first interaction with the grill, right? So when you go to like anytime anybody starts a relationship with a barbecue grill, the first thing you're going to do is open the lid. It could be a kettle, it could yeah. be a WSM, it could be a gas or whatever. And it's such an important interactive part that we spend a lot of time just like looking at because you want that lid to feel heavy and you want that to feel like it's got some weight to it and then you also you know like it's the first view into, into the inside of the grill so I, I would agree the as i call harry my barbecue yoda he, uh, <laughs> when you get a seal or pool from him from you and some of the other people you know you're probably doing something right. he, yeah we we got to talk about it we had way too much fun talking about it um and nerding out about like the different parts of it and how like we were kind of like looking inside and everything and and they, you know, everyone was like, okay, so what are, what are, what are they saying? <laughs> like, we were, we were breaking it all down, but we had a great time. Uh, the it, It's built really well. It, it's put together solidly. Um, it comes in two different sizes, uh, right? The 24 and then the 32? 36. 36. 36. Yep. Uh, and I think, to me, honestly, like, the 36 is, like, the perfect size. But that's because I always look for more real estate. <laughs> When you consider the man meat barbecue guy, you're probably going to have to have real estate I to want cook, real estate. right? I want I'm just saying, like, and, I, and I'm with you. I love the 36. We've, we've put six Packer Cut briskets on there. Um, more than enough room to, to cook what you're doing. And for the step up, I think it's about $200 up from the, the 24 to 36. And to it's, me, it's a no-brainer. It's a no To me, because I, I never want to be cooking for a party and being like, man, I wish I had four extra inches. You know what I mean? No, like, no, for sure. I what mean, do you, what do you do? And, and that's where I mean, you, you, the, the space is fantastic. I mean, the, the, with the technology, even the Weber Connect that's built into that. Like, yeah, we ended up just winning an award out at CES for that. For I did see that. Yeah, product. yeah. Um, that's just another. About one. To ask about it. <laughs> that, that, that's like our. Although I don't think you want to retire quite yet. I'd like to eventually retire. <laughs> and when you look at like <clears throat> what we've been able to do, we we test fired seven eight hundred different cooks, taking the thicknesses of things. Um, there's going to be programs inside there that you're able to like for average people, I'm going to cook a brisket here, put it in. It'll tell you when you should get close to wrapping. It should tell you when it gets close to being done steaks. It'll tell you when to flip it, when to take it off. So there's a lot of that great technology stuff built in almost, almost like a digital cookbook. Exactly. Right. That makes your life easier. You know, and that's where I think where, where we're going is, you know, people like yourself that cook amazing barbecue you're always going to cook amazing barbecue. Our, yeah. our, our, our hope is to inspire others to at least to, get so, out. Right? Somebody who, who can who doesn't know how to cook barbecue is going to is going to move move that ball right. Well, you, and you start, hope so start because that's that's what makes them come back to your yeah. podcast and to what yeah, you do absolutely. and what oh, everyone yeah. else does. Right. That's that's that circle of barbecue that I think we need to continue to foster and grow. And this is definitely one of those products that will do that for us. So speaking of lids being lifted and all that stuff, have you guys 
I know there's there's a lot of mods on the on the market for the WSM. Has Weber ever thought about bringing those mods in house? I think when you look at the the shift of thinking of of Weber for sure um, in the last year or two, there's a lot of things that we're looking at. I think if people have looked at how quickly and fast we got the pellet up, there's going to be a lot of other innovation coming out of Weber for sure. Yeah. I think mods could be one. It could be different grill types could be another. Um, but I will say that's one of my, my biggest things with my with my WSM. I never know what to do with the damn lid. I'm always like, uh, what do I do with this thing? Well, the, the lid, the fan attachments, you know, Thermalworks has all the great stuff that they have yeah. on. So I think, you know, the, the, the more that we evolve as a company, we're doing that under the leadership we have right now, I think better than anybody that's out there, just by what I know and what I've seen yeah. us come out with. We're, we're, there, there's definitely a big runway of stuff that we're going to have in the years to come. And that stuff's going to be all dictated on how do we make better barbecues for people to cook in the backyard, make it easier on them, yeah. and, and allow people like yourself, myself, and others, the platform to continually educate and inspire to get them up to that next level, yeah. right? And then we're going to talk about the grill of all grills that Weber made. The Weber, Weber Summit charcoal that I feel like never got its day to shine. I, I think we... we um, there's some opportunity there on the marketing side. I, it's one of my favorite cookers. I, I still have one of the originals in my backyard. And again, I had a ton of hours put on that thing, but I love the performance of it. I love how it responds. I love getting 700 degrees out of that power damper. You open that thing up, that you let it go. rapid fire damper, and it goes, and it goes. Um, the way it's insulated, like I have a picture that it was snowing outside and I have about an inch of snow on yeah. the lid, and it's 225 degrees on the inside of the cooker. So yeah. Insulated like crazy. We use air. Best insulated you're going to have out there. People, quick note on that whole Kamado style or, or, yeah. or some of charcoal is attributed to a coffee cup. You put your yeah. coffee in a coffee puck, puck or mug in the morning, yep. and you're looking at 10 or 15 minutes and it's cold. You put yep. that in a Yeti tumbler or some other kind of tumbler, yeah. and now all of a sudden, 45 minutes later, you still got something hot. And that's yeah. the same technology and same type of thought that we put in to the summit charcoal. It's it's a, a charcoal grill, definitely on steroids. One of my fa- favorite ones out of. Well, the I kind of felt like you guys took the kettle, and you took the WSM, and you kind of married them yep. together, and made a cooker that can do almost almost everything the Kamado does. You know what I mean? Like you, you did. It was your answer almost to a Kamado. Um, the things that I like about it over a Kamado, and I cook on Kamados. Um, if I miss my temperature. On a Kamado, I'm screwed. It's time to pour another glass of bourbon and yeah. wait that wait that one out. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're. I mean, you're you're not like if I go up to 375, I'm not coming back down to 275 anytime soon. Correct. It's gonna take a while. Um, but with with the uh, Weber, you can start fluctuating temperatures like crazy. You, you, you can. The thing I love about that is you can go 225 and jump that thing up to 600, 700 degrees. In about 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And the same thing is, is going down. You can yeah. turn that heat down. The damper control on there is perfect. So it's one of those things that you can go up and down as much as you would like. And that's something you can't do on a traditional ceramic just because Very once true. that heat gets into the, the ceramic, it's going to hold it for a fair amount of time. And, you, yeah. and then that's where the versatility of temperature control goes because, you know, like if I'm cooking a brisket yeah. and it's going a little bit slow, there's ways I can cheat yeah. to get it up to where I need to. But if, I can start... 
You know, the Kicking problem is the if town. I go up a little too high, now all of a sudden to get that girl back down it's and get it done, it's not going to do it. It's not going to want to do it. No. And absolutely. so for when you want versatility, there's not a better unit out there that I've interacted with. And I get it. I work forever and I've cooked on everything else. There's not. I've cooked on a ton of stuff. So for versatility, I've not found it. something that that girl can do. I, I, I use it in classes and stuff like that. And people are amazed at what we can do with it. Just the that how long they're like well how long can you cook on it it's like i don't know one 18 20 hours i mean i've cooked 27 straight on my have you okay because I, I haven't gone yeah, to 27 yeah, yeah. but i've gone i think we've gone 20 hours and there was still charcoal so yeah. i knew i could go longer it's, it's remarkable on how well that thing holds heat and how efficient it is it's yeah. a, it's eerie and once that thing locks i mean like i don't i don't have a problem locking that thing in temperature and going to sleep Oh, neither do I. Good 10 to 12. Even in the cold weather here in Chicago. We were So we were doing a barbecue class, and I, I was using one of my buddies, uh, Weber's, and it was out there, and the, the, one of the guys from from the class who came to help us, we put we put shoulders on there, closed it. It was set at, I think it was like two, 250. Then he's like, okay, cool. He's like, so what else do we got to do? I go, we're going to go set up. And he's like, you're not going to watch this thing? And I'm like, nope. He's <laughs> like, so are you going to come back and check in like 15, 20 minutes? I'm like, Nope. <laughs> Although I appreciate being a, a, a barbecue babysitter, that's not what we're doing right now. We are not babysitting this barbecue. We so, are going. I'm like, nope, we're, we're going. And he's like, we, we went, set up everything for the class, did all the stuff. And he's like, he's like, when's the last time you checked it? I'm like, when I put it on. And he's like, that was like four hours ago. I'm like, yeah, let's go check it. Let's see where it's at. It was sitting at 255. I'm like exactly where I wanted to sit. <laughs> That's what you know. You, you get to enjoy it. You know when you, when we when we cook so much that we take it for granted how easy it is. And it just stays, do. and yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have to. And everyone else is like. Sometimes in their mind, like, oh, I gotta do all these things to create yeah. great, great barbecue. Like, no, no, you don't. Like, that's part of the smoke screen. I think sometimes in barbecue is like, if you don't like to give all those hidden secrets away, there's because a, then unfortunately, there's a lot of hurry up and wait in barbecue. <laughs> there, there is a fair amount. Now, people like yourself and myself that do a lot of cooking, you know what you can fill that time in, and that's yeah. where I think some of the apprehension with barbecue with that people have is they just don't know how to fill that time or don't have the patience enough to just like let the yeah. unit do what it's supposed to be doing. Let the and, cooker cook, right? You'd like to. And and how many cookers, I mean, you know it, how many cookers like to sit where they want to sit? Uh, I, have two, I have two WSMs. Both of them like to sit at different temperatures. My 18-inch my likes to sit at around 225, 250, uh, where my 22-inch loves to sit right around 275, 300. Um, and if I, I mean, I can get it down to 225 if I want to, but it, it's more of a, the cooker almost feels like it's struggling more. It just rather sit yeah. at 275 and I, I'm comfortable cooking at 275. So I'm like, cool, let's just cook at 275. 275 is fine. Let's hang on what you're cooking. Yeah. And that's where I, you know, we talk about like my four pillars of barbecue, get a good pit, yeah. get good meat, get good seasoning, get a good methodology and how you're cooking yeah. things. And that's where, when it comes to your pit, like they're going to operate differently and plus Fire's a living, breathing animal, right? Yep. You're trying to control that sucker. And so the less you're playing with things and the more consistent you get with it, the easier your life is. Like I, I use Weber charcoal. I like it because it's thick. It almost doubles the size of what you would find normally. But for temperature control, it lasts double the time. So I don't have to use as much, but it's yes. way more consistent, right? The wood that we use. We go down. We use some of the stuff down at A1 Country yep. Firewood. Like he'll cut us logs to put in there. And that's what we use because we found a better product with using a log than using sometimes chunks. But that's just how we we do our method, right? But yeah. you get on your own method and you know your pit, 
you can cook 275, you cook great brisket. You can cook great brisket at 225. Like, I'm yeah. not here to tell you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Your method is your method. Yeah. You rock and roll with it, but that's where knowing your pit and knowing how it operates and knowing how it reacts, I mean, that's yeah. I mean that's a great point you bring up. They're all going to act a little bit different. And They're I mean, all honorary at times. You got, you've cooked on, I can only imagine how many WSMs in a row, and I'm sure all of them kind of maybe reacted a little bit different. You'll see, you'll see a little bit of fluctuation, but I like, I mean, we've got our system set up so well that I could line up six in a row, which we've had, and they're all going to sit within five to 10 degrees of themselves, yeah, right? But I'm saying they, they all sit comfortably a little bit. And they'll different. move differently in the door because that's part of the doors, part of the dampers. I mean, there's not a yeah. direct science of like, I'm measuring every damper because realistically five or 10 degrees is not going to throw off your barbecue no. at all. No. If anything, it might increase or decrease the amount of internal temp of that meat you're cooking but it's not going to change anything and that's yeah. where i think people get a little bit too fixated on they get very fixated on temperature i think that's a big big part of like the beginnings is they're like oh my god my temperature i wanted to be at 250 but i was sitting at 257 the whole time and it's like okay that's not a big deal no i agree oh i need to be at 225 this brisket's got to take 16 or 18 hours just not because always. you cook a brisket for 16 or 18 hours doesn't mean it's going to be better than brisket you could cook it in 12 it just doesn't work that way no. the internal temperature might be a little higher on the on the 12 than is it 16 or 18 sure but i'm not giving you any extra credit for cooking something for 16 or 18 hours when you realistically could have had it done in 10 to 12 but yeah. decided you wanted to you wanted to spend more time if well, anything I mean, you're letting more moisture out of it over time you get that and like last year at camp brisket i mean Shit, um, Tony started his at, I think, 8 in the morning. <laughs> like, There's some ways not to do it. Some like ways 375? I don't know. He just threw it on. And uh, and then there was, like, um, Dustin's, which definitely, uh, I I helped Dustin win that. I'm, I'm, it's very nice of you. I'm going there. It's how the family sticks together. We, we help together. Well, because I got there. I got We got back at what? Uh, I think we got back at, like, 3 in the morning to yeah, wrap. Yeah. Harry was wrapping. I, I wrapped ours. And then I just looked at, I was walking by Dustin's pit and I just kind of looked and the thing was sitting at like two, or at uh, like 175. Yeah, it was low. Because his fuel, his fuel somehow went out. And it, we ended up figuring out that the fuel, the fuel somehow got wet in the bag. Got it. Yeah, I remember So that. it wasn't, it wasn't anyone's fault. We just didn't know. It was, the fuel got wet. So yeah. thus, make sure you keep your charcoal in a dry space yeah. <laughs> and keep, not have it outside in dry. the snow. Yes. I mean, that does help, right? But yeah, his fuel kind of went out. So we had we ended up having to dump all the fuel, yeah, yeah, yeah. put a new bag in, and then it was perfectly fine. But it's just, I mean, they're it's those little things that you're like, okay, cool. How do we figure this out really it's the, fast? It's, it's the nuances. I mean, that was my daughter the other week. She wanted a brisket in seven hours last weekend, not this weekend, the prior one. She's like, Daddy, I want brisket. It was seven. It was nine o'clock in the morning, and you were like, my okay. So we cooked at three hundred. And then once I got it in foil, I cooked it on the smoke fire, jumped it up to 400 degrees. Yes, and put it on top and finished it at 400 and took it off at 213 degrees. Okay, I was gonna say, what'd you pull it? What'd you go up to? Let it let it sit for two hours, three hours, I think. No, two hours. No, I took it off. Actually, sat for one hour. I took it to 213, sat for one hour, and and sliced into it, and it was it was a pretty darn good brisket. Now, for ideally, I want more time, but that's where like we learned it down from John and. Brotherton and, and Russell Regals is was, you know, like you can take your brisket off at 195 or 196 if it's on 16 to 18 hours because you've broken down that muscle. You, yeah, you've, right? you've had that time. So in, what we found last year was the inverse going down to College Station was the, the hotter you cook, the higher the internal temperature is of the brisket that has to be done. So we sit 
because of the temps that we set our WSMs at, we sit at 204 to 206. That's ideally for us. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. But that's one great thing about, you know, we've learned with cooking brisket is if you're doing low and slow, I mean 225, 215, it's going to be probably 195 to, to 198, give or take, on the doneness because you've yeah. cooked it for so long versus when you're going a little bit hot and faster, the internal jumps a little bit. The internal jumps. And, you, and you'll also feel it on, on that thermopen when you when you stick it yeah, in. That warm like, peanut butter. You like it when it's like that. When it's not yeah. like that. Oh. When you get that like really bad resistance, you're like, okay, yeah, no, no, that needs, <laughs> it needs more, more time. time. <laughs> a little bit more heat. That is the truth. A little bit more time. And, uh, I mean, commercially, I cook, I cook at 300, 325 just because – that's how you do it. I'm just I'm my brisket. My briskets are coming out fantastic. And you do what you I'm, do because that's not, what you do. Yeah, but I'm also not doing them for 18 hours. And you know, people that are like, well, you know, it's not real. It's real barbecue. I promise you. But it's just trust me. Trust me. It's real. It's a stick burner. It's real barbecue. But it it's one of those things where it's like that brisket doesn't like I'm. I probably pull right around like 108. Or, or I'm sorry, two o eight two ten. That's usually around two eleven is around my sweet zone. And that's where I feel it feels good. Sit it, let it rest, let it hang out. Well, and that's and that's yours, right? Like we go two o four to two o six, but we yeah. fab our briskets a certain way. Exactly, we cook them a certain way. But you so, guys competition trim too, don't you? No, you I don't. Never. Okay, no, we do straight, straight, regular, regular, trim. regular trimming. I mean, we, we take probably a fifteen eighteen pound. Packer and drop it to about 10, 12 to 13. Okay. Yeah, finishes about normal. And, and one thing that we learned from, I think it was Wayne Mueller um, down from, from, from Louis Miller, is we pound our briskets down. And that was something that we learned. Didn't quite understand it. And then we were in Panama, understood it a little bit more because when you get that fat running off the top, right, it's so peaked on one end where the point is and yeah. it runs to the flat that if we don't pound it down, the fat starts to pull on the flat. On, on the flat, right? yeah. And then you don't get bark there. And so what we found is if we can turn them, I turn them upside down and I just pound them until I can get them close to leveling off, you create a crazy great bark across the surface. Because then you're not, you, the, you don't have the fat's the not moving. Yeah. You got it. And so that was just like, you, you learn all these little nuances of, of cooking. And just like with you, if you, how you fab it and how you cook it at yeah. 300, if it comes out great and people love it, then I'm not here to tell you. I had the funny, right, wrong, or indifferent. You're the one story. selling it to people, and they're eating it. So funniest story: guy, guy buys our brisket, gets it. He's like, "I cook a lot of briskets." He's like, "What do you pull your brisket at?" I'm like, "That one in particular was pulled at 208." He goes, "Oh yeah, I could totally tell." No, you can't. No, you have no idea what temperature. I could have told you any temperature in the world, and you would have been. But like, everybody's oh, everybody's a critic, yeah. and everybody knows everything. Of course, and it's how it works. Of yes, course. you're right. 208. Of course, you, you knew it. 208. You knew, knew it. Next thing you should ask them next time you next somebody asks you, like, "Well, what do you think I pulled it at?" Like, what do you think it was? What was your what's your actually no it was two ten but good good I was thinking two or four well yeah we were six degrees off but that's actually a big <laughs> big amount off if you're pulling up brisket that's a brick versus cooking something that's nice and now are you cooking are you cooking primes are you cooking uh, wagyu what's your we, favorite brisket to kind of cook I'm not a big fan of wagyu when it comes to briskets to briskets I'm really not just I don't I don't like that overly fat to it I know yeah. yeah. I get it. You want fat, but you know you get a you get a good CAB could. choice. Even prime is not bad. Um, when it comes to to beef ribs, we we get some sent in from New York from from Labelle's, and they're the best beef ribs I've ever had. I mean, you would think the marbling was straight out of out of Wagyu, and those things are so unbelievably rich that you can only have a bite or two of them. It's not and like you're, you're, you're yeah you're like you, know, oh, but you get oh. you get a good choice prime beef rib. You can definitely eat a little bit more yeah of those. 
Um, but it's one of those things that are all going to cook different. And that's where, you know, like for us, it's so hard. And, you know, to, to create yeah. great barbecue, it's easy to do here in the Chicagoland area because we know where to go for meat, where, you know, yeah, where we can yeah. pick everything up. Once you start getting outside of that zone, now you have to start sourcing where you're getting your meat from. you got to start sourcing where you're getting all your seasoning and everything else from. So it makes it a little bit harder. And that's the challenge sometimes is I like consistency. So I like buying it from the same place. I like fabbing it the same way. I like seasoning it the same way. I like cooking it the same way because then you've created some pretty good consistency. And, I mean, the consistency is when you learn to what's working, what's not working because there's so many people that will start jumping around and being like, oh, i gotta have the, I got to have the uh, – the magic potion, as they say, you know, but this this has the magic. This has the magic, and it's like, man, you have no idea what you did. Anybody that cooks knows it. it, it ain't you like you it. gotta have, and and like for us, we we normally source CAB choice, which is top ten or top top ten percent choice, which is some of it. I mean, there's some of it that I cut into, and I'm like, this should have been prime, but the way the cow is, unfortunately, you know, graded. Sometimes sometimes the New York strip looks prime, but the you know, yeah, I mean, but that's, but that's but that's a nice thing. Like with CAB, they're they're top two thirds choice, but yeah, they don't want to spend yeah. them. They don't want to spend the marketing dollars on getting the USDA stamp. They'd rather put that back into the brand, and that's yeah. why you'll see a lot of the times when you get CAB steaks that you would think that those were prime actually look better than prime, but they're actually they're, they're choice two thirds choice, and yeah. that's just. They don't want to pay the stamp, which I totally understand and yep. get because that's what you're paying for some of that consistency. But their of product course. from a choice side is, is some but they of the, do some have, of the I mean, best beef you, you're going to cook. And you can get CAB, you can get CAB Prime and choice. And for sure. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's up to you. Um, I, I I will do their primes every once in a while. Um, if our if our distributors like, hey, you know, we got a couple extra cases. You want them? Got, got, got a deal on, on got a Prime? Deal, I'll got take a deal on the Prime. And we're going to take the Prime. But I find that I mean. There, it's hard to beat a CAB. It's I, hard from a consistency standpoint. For consistency, and the nice thing is, like a lot of them are similar in size, um, and that's that's my biggest thing. Is I want that that size being it being similar in size. Yeah, yeah. When you and the flats tend to be. Yeah. Well, nicely I mean, that's in size. Where, that's where you know when I talk about if I can find CAB choice or I can find certain prime i want a certain size because it's going to cook a certain way it's going to fab a certain way yeah and so that way i'm creating more consistency if i'm going all over the board with where i'm getting things it's not going to work and i stay away from the flats you can when i when i see them at costco or anywhere else like no nope, i'm not cooking a flat it's no, so I'm hard to get those things moist it's got to be packer cut or nothing i think it's and so many people get confused because they don't understand the different like when they first get into barbecue they're like oh i got this brisket i spent 70 dollars on it and it's only six pounds. And I'm like, what the hell did you buy? Go back. <laughs> Go back and return it. <laughs> what you buy? Try to return it. Don't open that thing up. Yeah, but it's like, what did you buy? It's like, oh, I got this flat. It's, I'm going to make the bat. No, you're not. I made it. It was dry. Yeah, it was a flat. Instant pot it. Yeah, it basically. Put it like, in the you need some moisture in that thing. You do need some fat and moisture. Uh, sure. But it's like, you need that full packer. You need you need that. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of competition guys that are probably listening to this right now that, are, that do separate their flat and their points. They, most of them are using Wagyu. The whole but different that's okay. Game. I mean, everybody cooks. You, always, we can all cook a little bit different. I think, but oh, again, yeah. we're all cooking. We're all barbecuing. We're, we're all, all winning. Thing. We're all winning. You know, there, there's people that are separating that flattened point there. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, his, his name's Sean. He, he's with Double O, uh, Double o Smokers. Um, he, can, he, he does his brisket super hot and fast. So he's cooking on an, uh, an, uh, uh, they're an ugly drum. He, he's like, I put mine on at like 500 degrees. He's like, it's Sears. He's like, then it drops down to 325. He's like, I'm done in five hours. Well, if that's what he likes and, and he, people like it, then God bless you. I mean, he's doing his competition and he's winning with it. So, you know what? 
someone's liking it. If that's what you do to win, that's what you, I mean, that's what you love about, I think, the creativity side of barbecue is it's not so elitist that it allows for way more innovation when it comes to your cooking yeah. methodology or season, like all that other stuff. There's really yeah. not a lot of like true guidelines that you're forced yeah. into. And it just allows you to be way more creative, which is, you know, for, for our world, good. Don't, not a lot of structure. Don't provide the structure. Keep us <laughs> now, clean. Here's my question. With, with that and with that in mind, how do you guys go about at the Weber team, how do you guys go about creating structure for people that don't understand barbecue? And when I, when I mean don't understand barbecue, I, I, I'm not saying the person that's like, I don't understand it. Like there's just people that some don't understand cooking. And I'm not saying that in a bad or, or a wrong way or in a different way, but it's – you look at cooking and they go, I really want to do it, but I'm scared of it. I don't understand it. Um, I'm going to mess it up. This isn't going to be the right. This isn't right. This is wrong, whatever. But you guys at Weber are trying to change that in a sense, right? Well, you try to, you try to simplicity kills, right? So there's, there's a million different ways. I was taught by our head chef in our R and D lab, Edna Slosher, whose husband, Eric designed the first Genesis, designed the WSM, like patents all over the place. And I was taught to learn the test before I learned how to cook. And so the simplicity of it is, yes, I understand there's a million different ways to cook a chicken breast. But for a bone-in chicken breast, you put it at 300 degrees, direct, low, 20 minutes aside. That thing's going to come out with beautiful skin, crispy, moisture, yeah. and you're going to take it off. And so that's where, could I cook it at 400 degrees? Could I sear it? Could I low and slow it? There's sure. a hundred different ways to do it. But that's where, for a lot of people... When the mass, when the number's so big, we have to break down the simplicity. That's where, that's where this Weber Connect is going to come in. That, that's so, kind of why so I brought right. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where, how do you how do you really almost how do you not? I don't want to say dumb it down, but how no, do you? No, but you got to you got to put the parameters up for them yeah. to get acclimated and take some of that apprehension of failing out. Yeah. And when you know that you're monitoring your food, it's telling you when to flip and telling you when to take it out. Um, that's the importance. I like my dad when he, when he, when 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 he taught me how to grill. Um, it was a walk of shame that I learned from him, right? So he would cook his steak and I would go inside of my mom and my mom would tell him it's not done. You have to walk of shame back down to the grill and, and do that. So it's, it, it, and, and that's how I learned you got to cook the doneness, right? You, yeah. and, and that's where this isn't going to allow people to have that same thing, right? Although my dad cooked great barbecue, he's better at eating it. And that was, that was what my dad used to do with me. Um, it's going to walk you through, put your probe in, put it on the grill. The grill should be at this temperature. Flip it at this temperature. If you want it done at 125, if that's your doneness, your medium rare, it's going to tell you to take it off at like 110 to 115 because the carryover, the carryover is going to be to 15 there. degrees, right? Which we have the data for. So it's all these things. And that now, we, do you when when you say that, you know, it's like you need to let it rest for 15 minutes. It's actually so, built into those cook programs. Okay, so, so it's actually five minutes. So what we found through all through all these seven eight hundred different tests that we did and had loggers that were taking time yeah, yeah. over time with food, we figured out that after five minutes. It hits, and then right after five minutes, it starts to taper itself back down. Okay. And so no matter what it was, direct cooking-wise, that five minutes, it was – and it was weird. Like the thicker things were, the higher the carryover was. Go because it has more mass to – You got it. So that's where – I mean it was really cool exercise for us to understand what carryover is, but that's where it went with people is – because you have four probes, either with a connect or built in the smoke fire, where now you can cook multiple things on the grill yeah. and not have to worry about, you know, when, when is this supposed to come off? Because it actually walks you through the steps. Like, oh, step, you have one minute until your steak needs to be flipped. You have two minutes until your chicken needs to be flipped. And it's tracking all that stuff for you, which makes your life less 
excited around the grill. And I think there's apprehension with people around the grill. Just because I put something on, now what do I do? I need to yeah. look at it. I need to open the lid. I yeah. need to do all this. Well, now with the phone, it gives you something to do besides worry about what's going on in front it, of the grill. And, and it does take some of that apprehension out. Yeah. I was going to say, it kind of gives you... That nervous energy. That, that safety net. It yeah. kind of calms you down where it's like, okay, cool. Well, the, the timer's going. This is going and we're, we're good. And it, it'll good. be okay. Get another beer. Just chill. It'll, like, it'll tell you. And that I think that, that that is great for people because, like I said, there's so many people out there that... Not that they don't... A lot of them don't know. But they have that nervous of like, I have people coming over. Um, I want this to be good. I want the food to be good. What do I do not to kill the food yeah, yeah, yeah. so that people enjoy the food? Well, and that's, and that's where, you know, one of the funny lines I used to, we bring up is we, I think there's two reasons why people drink when they barbecue, right? Calms they, their nerves. Calms the nerves. They're either drinking to celebrate a great meal or drinking to forget one, right? <laughs> so we want to make sure everybody's drinking to celebrate, not drinking to forget. You know, if anything, if we're drunk, it's going to taste fine. I mean... And we'll forget it tomorrow. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But it, it is, I, I think that's why, like, when you guys are doing that, I mean, there's so much almost hardship into it because it's like, you you know that if you did it, it's going to come out pro- proper and whatever, but it's like, you're not the man behind the grill. So you Somebody have to, else is, yeah, right? you have to teach that person. Well, and that's and that's where this this pro this project is hilarious because it's basically like taking myself or somebody like yourself and putting that into somebody on their shoulder, coaching and walking them through yeah. that process to where now they don't have that apprehension and eventually they're going to want to do it more because the success level is higher than what exactly. it was before, right? The learning curve shortens; it's, it's faster, it's better. Absolutely. Um, it's something that I actually talked to Shannon about. Um, we were, we were chatting about it because she's like, man, she's like, I don't know how to cook barbecue. She's like, but I'm, I'm cooking more and more because I'm, I'm, my, my kids are liking it. The, you know, she's like, before it was like, I'll murder some chicken breasts and they'll be like, mommy, this is dry. <laughs> but like now she's like, now they're, now they, now they like it. She's like, they like the pork chops. They like the yeah, briskets. Yeah. They, they, they enjoy the food that's coming off. And I think that when, when other people are enjoying your food. That's when you start to be like, okay, cool. I, I want to make more, because when you're yeah, when you're not, yeah. enjoy- I mean, I'm with you. But you know, the hard part is, and you're the same way. Now, when early on in your career, you're cooking food and it's coming out, it's like, man, this is you're having a blast, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. You are. Everybody's cooking great food. This is a blast. And then you get to the point of now you have to do it every time. Yes. So you're not cooking for fun. You're cooking for respect. Yes. And that's that's where. It makes it more challenging because you had the fun road like everyone else, and now they're looking at you to try to help get their maturation yeah. faster. And that's where, you know, like for this Weber Connect and even that technology, for somebody like myself, I need it because I'm not cooking five or six briskets and pulling the best one. I only have one that day or two that I'm doing. Yeah. I don't have all this other option. So when you can fine tune and keep that level of success high, this is another one of those little, you know, um, tools in your in your kit that you definitely need to help right now is Weber going to kind of move that technology across all cookers now are you guys going to try integrating that into any of the gas grills or any of you know i mean I, I could i could probably eventually see it just because when you saw i grill started out as a stationary product and then it got built into our genesis yeah, two. yeah. you're starting to see it you saw the i grill built into the pulse that they sell in europe yep. so i could eventually see that happening um but the nice thing about it is the Connect, even if you don't have a, ga- a Weber gas grill or charcoal, you can get whatever grill it has, it's yeah. still going to do the same thing for you. The integration into a grill I could see, but the nice thing is 
the standalone units are still going to provide you the same thing. It has okay. the ambient probe, has the meat probes. So you're basically able to do it. And it's going to all run through the same app, so it won't matter, basically, no. right? I mean, it's Almost just, foolproof. Almost foolproof. Almost. We, I mean, let's not say no, nothing's no, nothing's. It's, it's getting close. It's getting close. Uh, you know, there's somebody that's going to forget their phone somewhere. It's going to be going off like crazy. That is probably true. <laughs> you drink too much. You know, because you, you you let the phone do too much work, or you pass out when you're cooking, or oh, I fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, I will say that I I have done. Um, I did. A, I was doing beef ribs for myself, and um, I I took a nap, and uh, so we created some jerky. Maybe, <laughs> they were not. They were not good. I just I I took a nap, and uh, I got I got up, and I was like. I was not like I, I was only like an hour from them being sometimes, done. Sometimes it happens. Woke up three hours later. Uh, like, but you felt refreshed, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I felt great. <laughs> I was and hungry. Then, and then the family eats, and then maybe not so great. Yeah, I mean, then, no, we, there was no eating that. Not, not those, at least. It was a pizza we, we, night. We were ordering out. We, it was a good pizza it night. It happened. See, it happens to the best of us. It's, but, we're not we're it, not prone to not having mistakes. It happened. No, it, it absolutely happens. I mean, but like like you said, I mean, having that consistency is it's, it's key. You know, especially when you start doing what you're doing professionally, people kind of expect a Kevin Coleman meal yeah but uh, but as, uh, i think that's what i think that, yeah but i think that's what you chase right because i want i want people when they have a bite of barbecue that we cook to have one of the best bites possible because i understand what that translates to mm-hmm. for me it was like that when i've gone to texas and ate and had yeah. things done the right way where you, you always remember that time and place that you were at and that's what i chase when we cook for people is it's not like i want to cook the best food i want i'm chasing that experience that when they have something off of it um it's life changing. Like with Baby Bag Maniac, when he was when, yeah. he, when he came in, he's like, "That was the best brisket I've ever had." Like that's what I chase. Yeah, because it was it the best brisket. I don't know, but to him, that was it the best was. what he had. So that's what I think we all chase with the food that we cook. Is you're just chasing that experience for somebody. That's I, th- never I had think it's it, also right? one of those things where when they say, "Okay, it was the best brisket I had," it it may give them a memory, bring up a memory for sure from a brisket maybe that. Had a good, you know, there, there was a lot of good, good vibes around it. Yeah, 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 yeah for and sure. And it's like this brisket tastes very similar. So, but it's a little bit better. Maybe it's a little, you know, elevated in flavor. Um, Kevin has a great brisket rub that he doesn't share with the world. Uh, <laughs> no, you got, you got, uh, but it, it's, it's just like it elevates that 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 cook, right? It and does. that's one of one of my things. Whenever I'm cooking for people and I'm trying to trying to feed people and trying to feed the masses is. How do I get you to have that, like, I'm going to call it the Ratatouille moment. You know, have you seen that movie? Yeah, yeah. When the, when the Disney, when the critic, like, has that bite and it just brings him back to childhood and it's like, life was simpler, this was so much better. Like, I feel like that's what food needs to bring to people and that's the passion that I try bringing into my food to give to people where it's like, I want you to have that bite and then be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, sure. that, I mean, that's, I, that, that's what you chase. I mean, that was, it was one of those things for me, like... Not being a barbecue guy and getting into it, like, that was one thing when my dad was here, he always loved the ribs that we did. My mom used to parboil them inside, he'd take them off and finish them. And that was like, it was brisket, it was beef ribs, it was whatever it was that, like, that's what always sticks into my mind is like, it's almost like now therapeutic as I talk yeah. because it's almost like I'm cooking for my dad every time that I'm out there trying to do something for somebody. Because yeah. I remember how when he would have things, he's like, oh, Kev, this is the best, this is the best. And that was like the guy that showed me Weber and showed me cooking yeah. and grilling way back in the day, right? And so that's where, you know, it, it it is that take you back to that time and place of where you were and what you were doing and everything else that 
creates those those memories. And that's where, you know, the thing I love about Weber is being a global brand and teaching barbecue in 16 different countries and doing all this crazy stuff. It's one of those things that what excites me, drives me, where the business is going now, you know, the, the things that we're doing is enabling us to help people create more of those backyard memories. And that's that's what we chase. As a brand, yeah. that's what we chase, right? To, to be part of that equation, to be part of your family and your friends and, and be at cookouts. And that's, that's you know, what we chase. And I'm sure that's what you chase yeah. when you educate and, and cook yeah. yourself, right? You yeah. want to be part of that conversation, those memories that people are making. Oh, of course. Absolutely. And I, I, I mean, I think a lot of people have good memories around that Weber. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, we, we did it. We did this around the, you know, the food that we cooked, like... Oh, whatever yeah. it, it the smells the laughter exactly. the memories like all that stuff plays into it for sure it's such a sensory thing right yeah now with kind of the because like you said Weber's are doing a lot of stuff with rebranding and kind of really get, getting themselves back out there not that they ever went in, not that you guys ever went away because uh, the name's always been so big but I do see that shift of um, you guys are starting to change a little bit you're starting to to move different pieces to to kind of almost I don't want to say like come into the 2020s stronger, but like in a way come into 2020 stronger. Well, you know? I mean, it's, it's for us, it's, you look at so many different things and what's going on and you know, the, the exciting thing about, and you were at the event when, when Chris was talking yeah. um, about what, what, what Weber is and what we can accomplish and what we're going yeah. to accomplish. It's just a much different mind mindset and mind frame and truly bringing it back to, that consumer side. And for us, like we've done stuff, we got a lot of stuff coming up, but for, for me at my stage in my career at Weber and I haven't worked anywhere else. It's just been where I have like Jim and Bill Steven were the ones that gave me my job. Like, so it's there's yeah. such a link there. Um, but I want to create a better legacy. I want to, I want my team and the brand to be exposed to, to world champions that cook on different pits and do different things because that's the evolution of how you're going to get better. You ain't going to get better by just competing against yourself because of course you're going to be good yeah it's, it's been and that's where the leadership at weber has really allowed us more as a company along with who i've done stuff with to be exposed to that right and that influencer thing that you were at yeah um bringing everybody in that was like the first time we've ever done something like that yeah company wise and that shows where we where we are where we're going and hopefully where we're going to be which will be exciting and uh, and i talked to some of the social media people there too which was great and the, the Weber social media, not just the social media. Uh, everyone that was there was a social media human. But, like, the, the Weber, Weber side of it, and you guys, you know, we had some great conversations, and they were you, they were talking about how, how Weber's going to start changing a little bit of their social media, trying to bring in more of the influencers, having fun with that, and uh, just trying to get people all around, just, yeah, you yeah. know, moving, moving that ball. And I think that, I mean, I think that's fantastic because there are so many great Weber products like the, you know, WSM that I think people not they're not forgetting about them, but as Weber keeps growing, it's like okay, well let, let's revamp that one and let's revamp this one. You know what I mean? There, it, it's just recirculating, yeah, kind of recirculating well, that blood through it, right? Yeah, well, it's it, it's healthy too. I mean, you look at you cook on a myriad of different pits. Yeah, you do a lot of different things, which is great for you because the consumers that you're interacting and teaching and inspiring, they're not all going to have WSM, right? Exactly, and that's where I, I love. The direction now, because of the path that we've been able to forge, especially with people like yourself and Harry and Tuffy yeah. and others, like 
the diverse of the diversity of thought is important. And just because you're cook on something else doesn't mean that you're not a friend of Weber. You're a, you are a friend of Weber. And that's where that's where some of that philosophical change has happened. We're like, oh no, they cook on this and they cook. Well, it doesn't matter because they're still cooking on our product some of the time and still have background with our product. Well, and that's 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 the important, right? That's yeah. To give everybody that platform to to talk barbecue in a, in, a, in a very knowledgeable and educational. And that's what I like way. with when I set my classes up. The way that I do is I bring all backyard cookers. And, like, people are like, well, why don't you bring your bigger rigs? And I'm like, because you don't have that in your backyard. And, like, there's a difference between me throwing briskets on a, mic, on a you know, a commercial cooker and you being like, oh, well, yeah, of course it's going to come out good because, you know. You got this, you got this huge dollars $10,000 pit that you're cooking. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, no, no, I'm going to show you how to make it out on a WSM. Or we're going to show you how to make it on the uh, Weber uh, Charcoal Summit. And it's like, that's what we're, you know, we're cooking on all these different backyard pits and people are like, man, you're, you're cooking out of all these, all these different types of cookers. And the reason I do that is I always say like one of these cookers is going to be sim is either going to be the exact same thing that you have in your backyard or, or similar. Similar. You got that right. You know what I mean? Yep. Cause I, you don't know I, how many people knocked off the Weber kettle. God, there's. Countless amounts of them, but there's only one real flattered, Weber flattered. Size. Yeah, but there's only one real Weber. Counter. There is, there is true. So, uh, but it's like that—that's thing. You're gonna have something similar to it. So, like the kettle, it's always in that. It always has to be in. It's always in my back pocket of that. It's like, well, you got a Weber kettle, well, right? It's, it's it's there's 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 such a fleet of those out there. That, yeah, that's what a lot of people are spending time on, which is okay, and it's good to have. The kettles, the WSMs, the summer charcoal, the Kamado. Like, yeah. it, it's good to, to to show people. Like, even even with us, like we cook on different things, we cook on similar things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's a mutual respect amongst us that it isn't trashing other things because oh, yeah. that's like that's the hard part about this. Like, well, Kevin, tell me what you really think about this other brand or this. And like, it's not about that because someone's working hard in their everyday life to, to afford make, a to grill, make, yeah. to buy meat, to buy seasoning, to follow you, to follow this, and. Who am I to, to downgrade what they think is a very important purchase that means something to them in their backyard? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, we're all winning. It doesn't matter. Like, would I want you to have a Weber? Yes, because I know what it can do for the success of your barbecue. But yeah. I'm not going to bash or talk bad about anything else because there's no reason to. That's somebody's backyard cooker that they love. So yeah. you have that relationship and fantastic. If you need to upgrade, fine. But the, the mutual respect amongst the, the peers just like yourself and, and what you do is, is important because that's, yeah. I think, showing people that it's just not – one-sided yeah right? the hardest thing for me not not the hardest i guess i shouldn't say the hardest thing is like sometimes the hard thing for me is when people give me ask me ask me the questions and they are cooking on some of the lower dollar pits and i'm not saying it in a bad way yeah, yeah. but some of the lower dollar pits tend to be harder to cook on um they're they're, they're usually not built quite as well yeah and that's why i usually do push them towards a weber because i know that if, if you're buying a, a WSM for $499, the 22-inch, I know it's going to be put together well. I know that, yes, there, there, there are definitely upgrades that you can get onto it. You can, you know, you can, uh, you can get a gasket for the door. You can you get uh, fan attachments. You can get, fan you can get, attachments. Gas, you can get the, 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 what's it called, the, um, the seal for the lid if you yeah, wanted, if you it. wanted to. But you Upgrade don't, the thermometer on it. There's a lot of that stuff. You don't have to do that. In order for it to cook well, out of the box, it's going to be a solid cooker. Yep, for sure. And that's one of the things, that's why I always push people towards it, because I know what they're getting out of the box. So to me, it's easier than, than being like, oh, well, go go purchase this yeah. one. I don't know what you're getting out of the box because I've never cooked on it. So 
when I tell you, like, go buy this, I'm telling you because I've cooked on it and I know, know it's going to be a, a solid cooker. And that I, I was, I was talking to a gentleman and he was trying to get me, he's like, you know, I cook on this, you know, offset. He's like, but he's like, my temperature is just so different. And he was from Minnesota. He's like, my temperature is just so different. I just can't keep, you know, the fluctuation is just crazy. And I'm like, honestly, the steel's not quite as thick and it's not insulated. And he's like, so what do you think I need to do? I'm like Craigslist. Yeah. Buy the WSM and sell yours. Buy a different cooker. Well, no, I mean, but that's, that's, but you're right. I mean, you know, the lower price point stuff, you get what you pay for, especially nowadays. Yeah. And so you are going to make concessions if you're going with something on the, on the, on the entry level smoke or grill, because it's not going to have all the same feature benefit sets or the raw materials built into it. Like something that's. A little bit more expensive. A little bit more expensive. So you're going to trade, right? And that's, I think, the evolution of people cooking. Like, you, you have your kettle, and then eventually you're going to get annoyed because you don't have enough space. And that's yeah. when you're going to jump to a WSM, or you're going to yeah. jump to something else because you need more space because you're specifically trying to do certain things, right? Yeah. You won't get rid of the kettle because you can still do, do, still do stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you're going to, you evolve as, as somebody that cooks. I was the same way and continue to be the same yeah. way, you know? I mean, I think, I think that's the evolution of, of the barbecue human. Right, the addiction. Yes, the addiction. The we need more. I we need, need more. more. <laughs> Another pit, please. But I, I think that's just kind of how it is. And eventually, you know, you have fifteen in your backyard, and you don't know what the hell to do with any of them. <laughs> well, cook more. <laughs> cook more. Throw bigger parties. That's exactly. But right. Weber has this evolution, and I, I love it. Where you guys are kind of going, where you got you guys are growing, and you're not really ever sitting, like you're not resting. You know what I mean? You're never like, okay, cool. We built this brand. We're good. Like you're always kind of trying to improve it. You're trying to trying to do new things, and you guys are always bringing in new items and testing and and playing with. And the team that you built is, I mean, is is crazy strong. Uh, ever everyone on there is just they're they're amazing cookers. They're they're super knowledgeable about the the tools that they're using, and it's just. Being able, like being able to do events with them, makes life easier. Because it's like, oh, I, you know, you go do an event and it's like, uh, you got this? Yeah, here you go. It's like, okay, perfect. Oh, but that, but that's 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 the evolution. Like Dustin Green, who used to be the executive chef at our Weber Schaumburg restaurant. Like I've said it, I've worked with some of the best pitmaster chefs and cooks in the world, and I put him up there on on those lists because the way that that guy can deconstruct food and rebuild it is something I've not seen. Um, and he was one of those guys that when he started here, he, he wasn't a, he wasn't a, a barbecue guy, right? He no, had to no. relearn. So he, like it was months of like two months straight of him cooking like 40, 50 briskets to finally get to the point where he understood everything that was going on. And it was a lot of text messages to me and responding back and everything else. But that's what he chases. Yeah. Jason's another, you know, like Pruitt is another great teammate, like constantly willing to help step in, does all that. And, that, and that's, but, for us, I, I can't get them to be the best. I can't be the best unless I'm cooking and learning with the best, right? Yeah. And that's where it's important for people like yourself, Harry, Tuffy, yeah. Chris Lilly, um, the guys down in Texas, Aaron, Wayne, yep. um, and, and even people like uh, Robert Lerma who, you know, like runs a hospital by day. but Which is guy, crazy. Yeah, which picture guy by night, but to have the opportunity to, to, to interact with him and who he knows and to learn, like, that's what you constantly chase. And so I can't make a more competent team or I can't be – I can't make Weber better unless I get us more exposed 
two to batters. The, yeah, absolutely. That's the only way you're going to chase. Now you could you could look at it as like, no, I'm going to stay where I am because I'm I'm on top. But we all know that that's not the case, and we're fortunate that the leadership there allows us to do what we do. We're extremely humbled by it because we get to work with yourself and Harry and all these crazy tough Chris and all these crazy people, and you're like. All to help us cook better, right? Yeah. But then, it, but then, when you can create those bites of barbecue like you do and we do all do, that's when it adds back up to the balance sheet, right? And we're just extremely, yeah. we're extremely happy that Weber allows us to do that. And I appreciate you know the kind words for the team and, and everybody that works so hard. And it's something that we chase. We chase greatness for George Stephen, who started the business almost seventy years ago, and that's where we we want that same legacy for Weber, and that's the salt we're all looking for. So. And I mean, I think that's where it's going. I really do. I, you know, but we appreciate it. The line of cookers that you guys have put out and that you guys have really um, collected over over the years. There, you know, Weber can answer almost any question that you're looking for um, in the backyard. Um, and I say that in the backyard because you guys don't necessarily, you guys don't mess around with too many commercial crazy units. You're not looking to get into that Southern Pride kind of gigantic turnover like let's cook you know tons and tons of meat but you're looking to be the backyard the that backyard leader and there's not an answer that weber can't give for a backyard question you can't say okay well weber doesn't make a cooker now that does this because now with the pellet there there's literally you you guys have the line right i mean there's no and there's no question that you can't answer for sure i mean it's 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 definitely an exciting time. Like I said, I've been there my whole career and the level of excitement and energy that our our executive team have put together and what they're truly allowing us to get back into is is the backyard and the connection with consumers and the connection with, you know, the whole bringing this thing to life. I mean, it's, it's a very exciting time at the business. I think it's definitely a pivot point. And, you know, I've said it to a lot of the people at Weber. It's like this, this year more than any other time, I feel like we can't lose, right? We, we just have... It's like you're walking into a fight or a game and you're, with you're a going, chip on your shoulder. You're like, I already know we won. It's just a matter of time now. And that's 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 the mentality that they, they've brought in. And, and in a very nice and humble way, it's just like we just want to get back to making great barbecues for people yeah. and get us back on the map. And the messaging is right. The way that they do it is right. And you know what? We're, we're, we're extremely fortunate to, to, to be in the opportunity as one of the leaders, the, the, the preeminent leader in, in the backyard, and we want to stay there, and we and we want to get back to just creating great cookers for people. I mean, it's that simple. So where do you kind of, at the end of this year, where do you think Weber will be? I think I think we're going to shock and awesome people with, with the Smoke Fire unit. I think the Weber Connect is going to be one of the most revolutionary products that Weber has come out with up there with the Weber kettle up there with the Genesis with the flavorizer bars. I think that has the opportunity to truly put us into a different stratosphere. And, and I know the Weber connect we, 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 we talked about it when we were, you know, at, at Weber. Um, and we got to talk to some of the uh, people that are developing that app. They're like, and we were like, Hey, do we'll do, we'll do this. And they're like, yes. We're like, well, we'll do, like we just had so many questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's we, exciting, right? I mean, we were excited about it. You know what I mean? But we kept asking all these questions. And they were like, yes, yes, yes. And they, they're like, it may not be in the first version, but it, it almost, it's moving that way. And it's having that yeah. like, well, I think, I think we you know to, which way we're going. I think, I think the way to attribute it is very similar to Google maps, right? Because, 
when you first had Google Maps, it got you to point A from B, it gave you ETAs. Now it tells you the gas stations that are around, the food places that are around. So, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, the, the, the great thing about it is it's going to continually be updated by us with cook programs, with recipes, with new things. And that's why when you talk about it revolutionizing things, it's going to be constantly learning and constantly building more and more things for people to be more successful in the backyard. And yep. that's great for you and for all of us that teach because it's going to give us more of a platform to do that, right? It's that's gay. important. And it's going to kind of help us with the learning curve that's that is you know what i mean like oh, yeah, you oh, get yeah. those you get your you'll you'll start getting more in-depth questions you'll start getting more you'll be able to dive deeper into the rabbit hole with people because i find that like sometimes when i'm cooking or when i'm doing classes and cooking with them sometimes if i dive too far into the rabbit hole we, we, lose, we lose them it. yep we lose them because <clears throat> then they're going i have no idea what that person just told me you like you're talking in foreign language yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's like a beautiful mind where you just start putting numbers yeah, on a board like, and they're like i don't even understand that equation <laughs> yeah I'm like what, what do you what do you why do you why are you doing this and I, I think that's gonna help teach people so much and you know you guys having the four probes on it uh that's that's a lot of probes it's not like it's one probe which you know some people are, are freaking out about you know some people are like oh, i need more probes i need more I, I don't think you need more i think you're fine <laughs> I think, I think you'll be okay. I think four is fine. Um, One for your pit, three for your meat is more yeah. than enough, especially you're if you're trimming, if buying the same size stuff, if you're trimming it down yeah. to the same size, it's pretty much cooking at the same rate. It might be off three, four, five degrees depending, but if it's sitting in a grill, it's probably cooking at the same rate. Yeah. I mean, even if you're putting... Let's wait, not you're, overthink it. Let's not overthink it. It's still supposed no. to be fun. It's it's just, it's going to, it's barbecue. And I think that's one of the things that people do overthink. You know, when they're like, oh, my God, I'm overthinking it because I got to do it. Like we were talking about earlier, it's like, I got to do this, I got to do this. It's like, no, just, just let it do it. Just do it. Just, just let patient. it do it. Just let Give it do it. Give up a little it. control. Just let it's it do like it. It's almost like a relationship. I, you know, I'm not going to get into how you treat your significant other, but you, give up a little control. Have yeah. a little faith. Just have faith and let it, let it go. Um, now, have have the kids cooked on it? I know I know you have a couple videos of the kids cooking on it a little bit. <laughs> I'm playing with with the smoke fire. They, they, uh, they've cooked on it for, shoot, no. A year and change. Okay. So they they love they love it. Um, my seven year old Maddie, she she gave a little review, and that was like one of the old. That was the first one that I had in my backyard. I'm like, man, what do you think about this? And oh, dad, the smoke flavor and it goes up and down. And I'm like, this is like an infomercial. You're not, you're not, even, you're not even working for Weber right now. And <laughs> she's like just breaking it down yeah, perfectly. Well, and, and Kinsey was the same way. They they love the pellet grills. They love charcoal a little more. Than gas because when they open up a lid of gas, you get a you get a bigger rush of, of heat coming out of it. And when they were little, it was just a lot for them. And now, I mean, they're not scared of it, but they, you know, they just they've gravitated towards it. It's one of those things that like. Well, there and, and I mean, when you break it down, I mean, there is more flavor in the charcoal realm. You, you just for sure. I mean, there is. It was funny because Ken has something. He used to cook with with um, Chris Lilly and Big Bob Bixon. He just him and his wife just. Um, got the keys to a new barbecue restaurant that they're going to be open which is fantastic because that guy is world class but he said the same he's like ah, i love you with how your daughters cook with you and and, and you know you having a daughter yourself yeah. like I, I love it because they're in princess dresses they're oh, dressed yeah, yeah. up oh, and yeah. they cook a barbecue like oh, there's yeah. no barriers for them they yeah, just no, do what they do because that's what they do that's yeah. what they've learned right and that's where I, I i love that side of barbecue because i didn't necessarily have that's somebody do that to me and they have somebody now that's going to teach them they have somebody now that's yeah. going to, they're going to do the same thing and just like with your daughter and again the more products yeah. that we can design to get more people grilling including women that's, that's important especially being fathers of them right yeah. we have to be advocates for them and we have to set the example for them yeah know? absolutely i mean there and there's i think there is a bigger 
market for that. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we've ta- talked to so many people that it's like, well, my wife doesn't want to cook on this, but she'll cook on yeah. X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? She doesn't like cooking on this one, but she likes cooking on that one. And as long as you bring them out and it, it pulls it out, you know, that's the... Everybody's everybody's good. We're good. That's uh, all the good stuff. You know, it's it's all the great stuff that that's happening. And like I said, now Weber has that answer to every every question you have in the backyard. We're working hard on it, I'll tell you that. And the distribution, like you said, that that's one of the things that nobody can beat on Weber. So you, you'll start to start to see those. Um, have they hit stores yet? They have officially shipped last Friday. Okay, so, so they're, they should be they're they're going. They should be getting out there soon. They're going. They're going. Which they're, is going to be nice because now I can I can stop my post and I can let everybody else start posting and cooking out and show their excitement. Because now I'm getting more like, what is this going to be on? I want to cook. I'm well, like, chill. I mean, that, that's the thing, right? You start creating that uh, that buzz, and then eventually it's like you got to strike when that iron's hot for sure. Well, and that's and, that's the hard part about when you're distributing it globally to the world. Like here, we've had a very mild winter, right? So. Yeah. A lot of the stores are sitting on inventories of salt, shovels, snow blowers, and everything else. That and they haven't been able to move. Correct. So they don't have the space on the floors, number one, nor have they sold through some of that stuff. So it pushes out the grills a little bit because they're waiting on creating that space there. So it's not like people yeah. think that, oh, is there something going on? Like nothing's going on. It's just try globally launching a product and and think that it's going to be like, oh, everything is so smooth. Because yeah. it just it just doesn't work no, that I, way. I as, much, as much as we want to not think barbecue is... A, a yearly thing. It's very seasonal, right? And for, for people most have to remember people, yes. that, yeah. For for ninety five percent of the the world, it is seasonal. It's well putting away the grill. Like mm, yeah, I don't do that. But you know what I mean. It's like a lot of people do. And they so, don't. You know, just got to remember that we're, it's it's out there. It's going to be there. It's going. And now the other thing that the last thing that we're going to talk kind of talk about is Weber's starting to go direct to consumers. Also, a little bit. Yeah, you guys are starting to open up that online. Online piece, game, which is exciting, which is exciting for you guys. Is is was there a reason that you guys decided to do that? Mm. If that you could talk about, if not, I understand. I don't, I don't, it's not like it's anything hidden. I think it's more, you know, when when we we looked at things, at times you, how do you evolve as a brand? Like, because you yeah. look at other other places going direct to consumer, which works. I think there's a right avenue for us to do that. I think the custom colors yeah. was, was one of those great avenues to where it allowed people an opportunity to go to Weber directly and pick the colors that they want. Because not every retailer wants the same thing. They don't want to sell this or they want this. Well, it's also so hard if, if you want, just in the, for an example, you want a blue Weber kettle. But the box or the stores that you're buying from, no one has a blue Weber kettle because you're the only person in the greater 60-mile area of you that wants no, no, that wants, well, that wants it. Yeah, a blue right. Weber kettle. Yeah. And it's like, man, I can't sit on 15 blue Weber kettles if I'm going to sell one. Correct. Right? It, it's it's difficult. Or if, even like a, or a crazier color or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's so hard yeah, for yeah. so many people. Like I know my buddy Sean um, at Steelhouse Barbecue out in California, he, he made a pink – Weber Kettle for his daughter. Steel house. So he made that, and I was like, dude, that that is sick. He's like, dude, she said she wanted a pink one. He's like, and I looked everywhere. You ain't gonna buy no pink. pink. You're gonna have to make. You're gonna. He's like, ways around it. But he's like, I looked. He's like, I literally looked everywhere for a pink Weber Kettle. He's like, they just don't make them. And he's like, yeah, but that's one of those colors. It's like, man, could you imagine if you were a store owner and somebody was like, I need you to bring in, I want pink, I want pink, and then. You can't buy like when you when you're bringing in distribution, you can't just go to Weber and say we want one. Correct. That's not how it works. Like no nobody brings in one unit. You have to bring in 
a couple different. A well, couple especially of the way I mean, that's where you have to look at, it, especially the way we manufacture those, right? I mean, the yeah. quality that goes into those those get sprayed down twice because. Yep. Of that process, and so it's not so easy just to stop a whole line and doing that. And but they want <laughs> well, and, and if you look, remember back three, four, five years ago, there was such a outcry because Europe was selling colored kettles, and they were selling different colors there than we were selling here, and people got all Canada excited. was doing it. Yeah, uh, some of our friends were sending them down here, and that's where, like, look at where it is now. I almost got one. I didn't. It well, got stopped. <laughs> the barbecue police got you. But, but look, but that's where you know, like. The excitement about Weber, that's one of those pain yeah. points. That's why I said like we, we have such a great opportunity as a brand with the leadership that we have that we weren't doing that before, and now look at it. Are you going to start seeing more of that stuff? I would probably venture to say yes. And those are all great things for the brand. It's great things for the yeah. consumers. We're listening. We're getting back into it. So you can be hypercritical at times. And trust me, I get it because I'm probably way more than you are, which oh, puts yeah. me in the line of fire at, at the office. But the good side is – if you take a step back and really look at where we're going as a brand and where we are and where we were, man, it's like the end of 2020, 21, 22, there's going to be some great things. And I, I mean, like, love. for me, at least, I understand it from from a, a business side of it, you know what I mean? Being like, hey, listen, they can't make pink Weber kettles because there's only so many people that want a pink Weber kettle and they don't know exactly that margin or whatever. But being able to do custom colors, I mean, I think that's cool because that, that just – not only does that tie – another link with that customer but then it's like man i got i got a custom color made like this is mine this isn't this isn't the there's a different level of pride and ownership yeah exactly especially if you can get what you want right yeah you get that color and it's like man this one's mine it's like it's the same thing with like you know you got you got a yeti cup right over there and it's it's decked out as a kevin coleman one And, and you you have a pride of it being you know your yours it's not that you know. Yes, it looks like it could look like somebody else's, but they don't no, have it. Well, and that's you know, and, it, and it's a cool thing. Like, I didn't even know it was possible. But I was up at Dixon, up in Canada, doing an event with them, and they were like, "Hey, we're going to make." I'm like, "Can you make this for me?" They're like, "Absolutely." And then they they were the ones that sent the designs back, and I was like, "Man, this thing looks yeah absolutely crazy." And but that's the that's the day and age in which we're at right now. Yeah. Right, you, customization and and uniqueness and a little bit more money, but getting what you want but i think and i think people will pay for the customers for sure absolutely they will because they like that custom they they, they like the one of there's a kind. more yeah there's everybody likes that instant gratification it's mine and, and and trust me i'm the same way like i love this thing i yeah. drink out of it every day and i bought it i hadn't had to make two of them because in case somebody stole one or i lost one i'd always have a backup because it was it was a piece but that's you know you, that's what you pay for right yeah and that's the exciting thing when you look at weber the custom colors the smoke fire, the connect, all the other things, the WSMs, what's going to be coming? Yeah. It's it's exciting, man. It's and yeah, exciting. yeah, I mean that's awesome. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'll I'm, tell you that I'm right stoked now. to see what happens by the end of this year with Weber. I I mean, you guys are in our backyard. Uh, being from Chicago, Weber's the Weber has a huge strong foothold here be, because of obviously you guys being here. You know what I mean? So everyone in the Chicagoland area definitely knows. Well, we know Weber, we know Weber, we know Weber. And it's like, yeah. Um, but what you guys are doing, I think I think a lot of people are going to be shocked. I think a lot of people are, are, are going to have just been like, yeah, we know Weber, we know Weber. And they don't know what – that you guys are going to bring bring all this awesome yeah. innovation. It's going to be – it's going to be it's, – it's, it's definitely an exciting time for sure. Yeah. I think it's it, – you guys are – like you, like I said, you guys are here to win 2020. And uh, – 
And I don't mean just the year. I mean like the decade. Yeah. You guys are here to win we're, the decade. We're, we're, we're here to take back the real estate. That's yeah. for sure. And it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. Well, and we and we appreciate you letting us come out and talk. We appreciate all the stuff that you do yeah. for Weber and, and, and how great of an ambassador you are for us. And um, yeah, I love it. I love the kettle. Uh, I love I love my kettle. I love my uh, my WSMs. They're they're fantastic. Uh, just the yeah, man, just the way they cook. You know what I mean? It's just so yeah, easy. And and I I do like the double grate. That's one of my, like that's one of the things that I I always like stress so much about the WSM. I'm like like oh but what you know what if I need more? I'm like there's two grates. You have double space. Double the space. Same size oh, cooker. Please. Same size cooker. You'll have more than enough space to do. Like, I promise. Like, it's great. And at the end of the day, if you need more space, you can always buy another WSM. It's going to cost you three, four, five, six, eight grand to get something that you're going to be able to put the same amount of weight on. Yeah. On something else. And, and they, you're going to have to manage that. Yeah, they hold they hold really well. And um, I, I'm a big fan of, the water, of, of cooking over water. Uh, I think you can keep a lot of moisture in the chamber, and I enjoy it. So I'm a fan of humidity too, but you yeah. know, everybody does a little bit different. Everyone does, okay. yeah. That's, but I'm just saying, like that's that's the way that I chose to cook. And um, the, I mean, Weber's are just—it's always going to be a part of you, right? It's it's where I started, where I, where I started that's on the truth. on mine, and it's just it'll always be. It's always part of the journey, right? Exactly. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, Kevin, and uh, chatting barbecue. Oh. Uh, so I like to end the show in in, in this lovely question. If you could go back into your barbecue career and give yourself three tips to shorten your learning curve, what would those three tips be? Hmm. One would uh, would have been be try to learn from as many different people as, as you can and try to find the similarities, the links between all those, right? Because everybody does a little bit different, but everybody does a little bit same. I think the older on, now in my career, I've been – I, I, I've been, I've been taught and learned from so many different people. It's helped more with my philosophical approach and my knowledge transfer from them, and that's and yeah. that's their safety net because that's part of your learning. I, I think early on, like I wish I would have had more of a barbecue mentor than I had because I didn't. Harry was one of mine um, early on and that's who I learned from and then the more I got out of Weber the more I started doing things the more I started learning so finding finding a mentor finding somebody that you can help and, that, and that's not, it's not in terms of you cook great food it's the thought process yeah. it's you know becoming more of a tactician to the game and I wish I would have been way more um, I wish I would have paid way more attention to the detail on things because I, early on you're cooking for fun you're not cooking for the respect and the more I became and this is actually the number one thing I would say the moment I became a process oriented cook the better, the better I was, for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's very, uh, very, very true. One of the things that Harry said to me that you just kind of brought, totally made me remember uh, when we were, we're sitting at, at the headquarters, and uh, he's like, you know, where I'm at in my life right now, he's like, the first 20 years I, I learned, and then the next 20 years I executed, and he's like, and now I'm pat, I'm giving, I'm, it, away. I'm, I'm giving yeah. it away. I got a video of him saying the same and, thing. And, and like, phenomenal. When he approach. says that, when he said that, I was like, Shit, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because it's like, he's like, when you're giving it away, he's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, you want that. Well, it's, it's your legacy, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, it's your knowledge. Like, you want to give that away because it's like, what am I going to do? Take it with me? Yes, that's definitely one thing that, but that's who you surround yourself with. That's why Harry's always been my Yoda because he's all from, from, from life stuff, barbecue stuff. I mean, he's such a such a, a valuable asset just, just in terms of like getting your mind where it needs yeah. to be. And making it more about everyone else and less about you and more about how you're inspiring and teaching and less about who you are. And 
he's 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 definitely the goat in that area, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. And I I, I mean I just love the man in general. But uh <laughs> he's a he's a fan. Plus he team. competes and wins on WSNs and he does. That's that's I, I appreciate that. Helped that helps you out right there. That's right? the truth. That it's is a the big truth. one. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh we would like to we're, we're we would uh, we'd like to thank you, obviously. And uh are we we doing the giveaway? I, I think. What's, I mean, what's your thoughts? I, my, my thoughts are. I, I think. Go for I, it. Think, I think we we, we absolutely. If anything, Weber will get mad at us. It's fine. Nah, that's <laughs> get mad. It's, it's okay. We'll figure it out. So here's what we're gonna do, guys. After this podcast airs, we're gonna do a five day contest, and at the end of the five days, that's when the winner will be chosen. It'll be on our Instagram, on Man Me Barbecue Instagram. We're gonna give away a WSM. Basically, the rules are you must tag two friends. You have to like our page. You have to like Weber's page. You have to like Kevin Coleman's page also. Like those three. Tag two friends in our post. And then at the end of the the five days, we will choose a winner and we'll ship it out. That sound good to you? That sounds fair to me. So good luck to somebody out there. I look forward to you getting a new pit. Someone's getting a new pit. And if your wife gets mad, just be like, listen, I won. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you you married a winner. What, yeah, what can you I married tell a winner. What can winner, I tell you? Honey, I'm sorry. It just happens. So we'll see you guys soon.